the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Welcome to the Free Indeed Podcast, where we believe in freedom, reaching everyone, everywhere. Here's your host, Mike Hansen. Welcome to episode 19 of the Free Indeed Podcast. We're so glad that you are with us today. My name is Mike. I'm the host of the Free Indeed Podcast, and we are really having fun, enjoying doing these. We get into some pretty deep stuff here between the two of us. And we hope that it's helping you uh, when it comes to your freedom. So again, my name is Mike or Miguel in Spanish. What what would be Miguel. Kirk in Spanish? Uh, Kirk in <laughs> Spanish is El Kirk. <laughs> El Kirk. El Kirko. I don't know. Uh, all right. We're going to jump right into the question here. The format that we've been using for these episodes is uh, I'm going to ask Kirk a question and he's just going to answer straight from the heart. So... I do know that this is something that's not far away from his brain because it happened in the last uh, week or so that we've talked about this. But hey, wait a minute, number nineteen. Oh, oh yes. What is the significance of the number it's nineteen, kinda, Kirk? I don't know. At some point, I think these just get kind of like really like <laughs> it's a stretch. Like this is the number nineteen, which is combining of ten and nine. <laughs> what usually denotes God's perfect order number in nine. regard to His judgment in the Bible. Okay, <laughs> I don't know, man. I was, oh, I think, right. I'm like, come on, man, really? <laughs> we just, you know, really, bro? Yeah. Anyhow. Okay, 19. That that's. Yeah. All right, so we're on episode 19. Yeah. Um, the 19th episode of the Free Indeed podcast features the following question for Kirk M. Samuels. All right, wait a minute. Let me let me, let me close my eyes. Let me get there. Let me get my heart. Let me get out of my head into my heart. Everybody notice he's closing his eyes. Ah, All right. Okay. Kirk, um... How has your self-worth changed from before and after you found your freedom? Oh, dude, huge, huge self-worth. Self-worth is... Um, now we've, uh, go ahead. We've, we've talked about this yeah. in the last 72 hours. Self-worth is, is tremendous, man. First of all, I didn't think I had any worth. Um, you know, when, when you're a slave, your worth is, what, is just what your master puts on you. That is what your master says you're worth. Well, I guess, period. I mean, in any kind of way, your your value is what your master says you are. Who's your master? Exactly. Who's your master? Show enough. I'm sorry. That was a, whole, that was a movie a long time ago. Oh, uh, The Last Dragon. Um, who's your master? <laughs> but uh, that? Sorry. If you're from the hood, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but, uh, it, but yeah, that's the difference. And so when slavery was my master, it told me that I was nothing. It told me that I was no good, that I was not worth anything, that I was not worth being in a relationship with, that I I couldn't even love myself. I couldn't look in the mirror and love myself. And if you can't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. And and if you can't love yourself, then you even have a hard time receiving love and you have a hard time receiving even God's love or even loving God. And so my worth was worth less. I mean, just not even worth less than something. I'm just period worth less as a word, just worth less. I, I had no value at all in my own mindset. And the matter of fact, I didn't even think I deserved anything good. I didn't even think I deserved anything good in life or I deserved relationships or I deserved to be loved or I deserved good things or I deserved blessings or I deserved prosperity. I didn't think I deserved anything because I didn't think I had any kind of value or worth. And so, you know, in that slavery mindset, that's what it came down to. My, my value was in my chains. Matter of fact, my chains seemed like they were worth more to me. And so I hated that. I hated looking in the mirror because I hated the low self-worth that I have. 
Um, and, uh, and so, you know, yeah. And then night and day. And now, you know, I, I see the value that I have. I see the worth that I have in terms of when I look in the mirror, man, I, I love who I see. I recognize that what I see is a work in progress that I don't, I don't, and I even, I don't ever expect myself to be perfect. I don't try to live just a hundred percent what people would consider to be a pure existence. I give myself the freedom and the permission to be human and to have humanity. And I do that unapologetically. And I owe myself that. I don't feel like I owe anybody any kind of explanation for me loving myself enough to allow myself to be human. At the same time, I don't hold myself to a low standard. So I want to strive to be the best I can be. And I feel like if I'm the best I can be, then God loves me enough to meet me the rest of the way and to fill in the gaps and fill in the space. But in terms of worth and value, man, I had none when I was in those chains. None. Absolutely. And I hated that so much so that I medicated that with more of that. <laughs> and so that back to the whole medicating the medication um, that my value and my worth was tied up just in that. And then and then I projected that on on women. I projected that on females and I objectified them such that their only worth of value was what they could provide me sexually. Sounds very familiar with our culture today. Exactly. That that, you know, that a, a female's only value and and oh, this is so huge with the with women, young women, older women in our culture today. We have a baseline of objectification. And 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 we as as the male population, till we get our poop in a group, we are gonna be seen as just a consumptive being of femininity today. And and I think it's true in, in a lot of aspects, but but to the point I didn't love myself so and I saw myself as worthless. And so I projected that on the people around me and specifically to, to women around me and in in our culture. And so, but again, now uh, night and day, now I see the value in people. Now I see the value in femininity that i never saw before because I value masculinity like I never did before. I value myself like I never did before. Um, I value life, I value everything like I never did before. Like I couldn't, I couldn't be before because I was a slave. And when you're a slave, you don't own anything, including your own identity. Yeah. We talked the last episode about the power of choice and I came so close to doing a part two to that. And we might do another episode on choice. Um, when it comes to the self-worth though, do you see that as a choice? Self-worth as a choice. Ooh, Ooh. I think, Ooh, wow. I think you do have a choice as to how you see yourself. You have a choice. I mean, when you look at, man, that's tough. Um, that's why I asked the question. That's why you asked the question. You're a great question asker. You should you should ask people questions for a profession. You're you should be a coach or something like that. Um, <clears throat> oh wait, you are. Um, uh, yeah. I, man, a choice, self worth. Man, that's that's <laughs> that's tough. Normally, I'm pretty definitive on, but that's tough, man, because. On one hand, I think you do have a choice in in how you see yourself, but at the same time, I understand how powerless you can feel and feel like you don't have a choice. If you don't have a choice, if if you don't see yourself, 
with any kind of self-worth, you have a choice of what to do about that, if nothing else. What am I going to do about that? Are you going to be stuck or, or are you going to do something about that? Are you going to find the value? And sometimes you got to dig in order to find the valuable stuff. Gold, diamonds, oil, all of that's beneath the surface. So if you don't see the valuable stuff, even in you, sometimes you got to dig down to see that. And, and that's the choice of what are you going to do with that whole thing? Yeah, there's value in the in the depths. There's value down below the surface. And there's value to you, the listener, um, as a human being. So I'm, I'm, I'm sort of differentiating between I, I, I know you and I are on the same page that we agree that there's a um, inherent value in human beings. Um, slavery devalues a human being. And today's modern slavery around pornography devalues you as a human being. And so much of what we're talking about when it comes to freedom is on the inside. It has to do with where do we find ourselves on the inside in terms of our self-worth. So um, did you feel like you were a person worth being intimate with, for instance? No, I, I didn't. I didn't at all. I didn't think I was, I didn't think I was worth anything. I didn't think I was worth, you know, anybody loving me. I didn't think I was worth <clears throat> anything because my master kept me from seeing the value of my worth. And, and, you know, we should point out that, you know, guy out there consuming porn, <laughs> I don't know if you realize it or not, but in, in my mind, loose definition of slavery is when someone monetizes another for some ridiculous financial gain. So if I monetize your free labor and I benefit from that, then by default, you're my slave. The porn industry generates more revenue than all professional reports combined, combined, all forms of media combined. And the guy consuming porn thinks, wow, this is cool and it's free. Dude, you're being used. You're being used by an industry to monetize your pain. So hearing that, okay, maybe somebody's just now realizing, wait a minute, I'm being used? Tell me how that doesn't then push someone's self-worth even lower. Because you can't have high self-esteem as a slave. You can't be used and, 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 and still feel good about yourself. Nobody feels good after being used. I mean, that, that just doesn't happen. You know, the, the log doesn't feel good after it's been consumed on a fire. And, and, and so, yeah, that's part of the subconscious, even the deep spiritual nature, the identity nature of, of porn. One of the really sinister ways that it, that it manipulates us as people is that you don't even realize that you're being used or maybe you do. I mean, come on, it's kind of too good to be true. Like, really, you're going to let me look at all of this for free? No login, no password, no account, no credit card, no none of that. You're going to let me look at all this for free as much as I want, whenever I want? Really? Yeah. I mean, but there is a cost. And and there, I mean, there there's tremendous revenue being generated. And so you're not getting any of that for free at all. And these people are benefiting tremendously. And as a result, you know, you're being, you're being just used and manipulated. And, and so part of that has to settle in. Part of that has to sink in to even a person's subconscious or a person's psyche in terms of who you are. And it's like, man, this is what I've come to. And, 
And, and I think when we realize that, wait a minute, man, I'm being used. My family is being used, you know, and then, oh, there's no cost. Really? When's the last, I mean, ask a guy that's been through divorce if there's any cost. Exactly. Ask a guy that's going through divorce if there's any cost. You know, ask someone that, you know, that, 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 that has to have that difficult conversation with their kids that now has to pay child support, maintenance, alimony, that now has to pay a bill to a lawyer that now has to lose his job because of porn. I mean, so on and so forth. Really, though, there's a cost and we're being used and manipulated. But at the same time, it's like, ah, there's nothing I can do about it. That's the feeling anyway. And so that settles in the, the uselessness and the worthlessness that comes in with, with, uh, with, with the consumption of porn. Not to mention the shame and the guilt that, that's associated with it. The guilt is the feeling. The shame turns into the, the identity. And so to say that there's no cost, oh, there's a cost. It's just not directly out of your bank account into theirs. Not only do they monetize, but there's a whole lot of, uh, of other costs that go into that as well. I mean, I, I just, I hear what, you know, again, you know, add up what guys are paying in legal fees, add up what guys are paying in child support and alimony, add up the mental, emotional, spiritual cost of getting a divorce, the breakup of a family, kids, you know, so on and so forth, you know, somebody else raising your kids. I mean, there's a cost and and all of that comes back to. To man, how do I feel about that? That kind of, I didn't mean to go down this trail in terms of just the cost, the finances, but you know what? If you're right there on the edge of that and you, if you even just stop and consider the financial implications of, of everything that Kirk just mentioned, we're going to get back to self-worth in just a second. Um, this is a commercial. Uh, it's going to be a commercial. <laughs> it's it not. It's a commercial for two things. Right. Your your class is not free, but that class is a fraction of what it would cost if you can go through this class to learn how to be free from pornography. It is a fraction of what those costs are. Not to mention what we could offer you after that. It, with my coaching, it's it's going to be a fraction of the cost of all of that. You're talking five figures, if not six, depending on your your net worth, net worth versus self worth. Hey, let's try that. Boom. Um, so, I'm I'm just saying this this it's almost a no brainer if that's something you're even wondering about. If you're not in in Denver area, we can come to you at a fraction of the cost it would cost you and a bunch of other guys that you might know as well. So this is a quasi-commercial in the middle of my podcast. Um, But you just piled on a bunch of things. We're going back to self-worth here that, you know, that would just, you know, I have this picture in my head of just somebody being pushed down, 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 down with some big giant hand, all of these things. And that self-worth just goes lower and lower and lower. But at the beginning, at the top of what we were talking about today, I mean, I didn't hear a guy who, and you did not on this podcast hear a guy who doesn't believe in his own self-worth. So there's a change that happened to you, Kirk, that said, you know, I've had the consequences from all my bad choices and all this stuff has happened to me. And yet, in the, we talked about the, the, the uh, darkest moment, the darkest power of your life where your hopelessness met your victimhood. And we talked about that with choice. Um. <laughs> you had to seen there, there there's a worth in you um a worth in your own person to actually make better choices that way and i and i'm on purpose going back to choices because it's just such a big part of this and that is that you choose to see that you are worth something um 
and then, then kind of on a, on a not even a side note, but a parallel to this is not just choosing to see that you you have worth as a human being, but you know if you open up the Word of God and you even begin to understand the gospel, you see that there is a an infinite worth to every single human life, yeah. and it does not matter how dark a circumstance that life finds itself in. And here's the cool part, <laughs> you know, yeah, that when I even talked about back, you know, who's your master? When slavery was my master. The message that was given to me repeatedly and clearly was that I had no value, no worth. I was worth less. Um, when my purpose and my God are my master, my 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 worth is. I am worth the life of the Creator of the universe. Let that sink in. <laughs> I'm worth the life of the creator of the universe. I was having this conversation with a guy. Oh, it's this guy I've been working with. Um, and, uh, you know, I told him, I was like, man, the Bible is the best motivational book ever written, period. I mean, you know, we bad religion, uh, bad religion makes the Bible about what you can't do and what you shouldn't do. But good faith good relationship with God is all about what you can do and what you should do and what you're capable of doing and what your real worth is. And, 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 you know, when you, when you see, when you look in the mirror and you see that God loves me so much and I'm so valuable and so important that he did not want to spend forever without me. He refused to spend forever eternity without me. And, and I was worth so much that he gave his life for me. He, he saw a future without humanity, and he did something about it, and he became one of us, and he risked losing that future because of uh, his own deep, infinite love. Yeah. I, I can't... The Bible has a problem with it, and I have a problem with it. Humanity has a problem with it. Human language can only do so much to express what we're trying to get across here in terms of how exactly much we are worth in God's eyes. And, and we'll never know here. I mean, we'll, we'll, right. I mean, until we are able in this, in this form and shape, and I, I don't believe that you know, our humanity is the highest evolution of what we will become. I, I, I mean, I, there's a, a new reality that we will, that we have yet to experience. And that reality is when we are able to experience God person. To, I mean, like in, in his presence, in his presence, in his seeing presence, him in heaven. Yeah. You know, the, our, I don't think our eyes have seen all the spectrums of light that there is to see. And our ears have heard all of the tones and frequencies that there are available. And I mean, we're limited. We're finite here on this earth, but when we become, in the infinite and are able to experience God in all of his glory. I mean, that's going to be tremendous and then it'll really hit home. But the fact is our value and our worth man is tied way more up in more in the infinite, more in the, in the, in the, in the heavenly realm of who we are and who we could be 
than it is in this earth. And if we tie our worth and our value up into anything that this earth says we can be, then we're selling ourselves short on what we ever could possibly be or what our worth is. We can't base our worth on anything temporary and everything in this world is temporary. If you look around, this earth earth is going out of business. It's in a going out of business strategy. Everything around us is temporary. Everything. This building that we're in, if you give it enough time, it'll just dissolve and crumble into dust. Every single person is temporary as far as our lives here on this earth. And and so if you base your identity, your worth, porn is temporary because it's on this earth. I mean, things may, as we know it, live on in terms of the Internet. You know, this podcast may outlive both of us, you know, et cetera, books and that sort of thing. But at the same time, everything on this earth is temporary. If you allow anything on this earth to define your ceiling, then you're selling yourself short and it's a glass ceiling. You got to understand that your ceiling, your possibility is bigger than anything on this earth. And God sees, God sees that bigger picture. God sees that greater value, that greater worth and that greater sense of who we are as people. And if we could only see ourselves a fraction like God sees us, then we won't even limit ourselves to what this world sees us as or what this world wants to make us anyway. Yeah. <laughs> It it starts as a small choice, but then when you realize the power of the choice, or the, I, I'm not, I'm thinking of the gospel stories. Just in terms of uh, what Jesus did was he picked people that not the world would never have chosen these guys, but inherently he saw in them something worth them following him. He said, "Follow me." And I'll make you fishers of men to a couple of those guys. You follow me and I will change the world. And their lives were never the same after that. He saw in them the value that God placed on them, not just the value that the world placed on them. Peter and James and John um, saw their value and how big a catch of fish they could have. And Jesus proved that is, I can take care of that. No problem. That's a side issue. You're worth way more. And, the the whole point here is that as human beings god sees god sees in us more than what we often see in ourselves and one of the ims that you say that i love a lot is i am capable of more than i know uh i am capable of doing more than i know you listener are way more capable than just consuming pornography and living this this life of trying to medicate something and you're as a human being capable of doing way more things than you have even just thought of Right now, including kicking that porn habit. Exactly. And, and, you know, as I'm sitting here, I'm kind of, you know, if if guy's listening and he's not a believer, um, if he's not a Christ follower, then, you know, the temptation might be, man, you know, this podcast is supposed to be about, you know, about porn. And, and what does it have to do with porn? And, you know, there you go trying to trying to, you know, force religion on me and all that kind of stuff. I'll tell you what, man. If, if you're thinking that you don't know me, I'm not a religion fan. And Mike, I, I mentioned ago, I, I, a minute ago, I mentioned the whole bad religion thing because Mike corrects me when I, you know, when I make comments about religion. It's not religion; it's bad religion. <clears throat> but I and I, I, I tell people all the time, and I, I love Jesus, but I don't like his followers sometimes. I was about to say a lot, but um, <clears throat> and just so the ones you've met. This is not at all. Um, uh, this is not all about trying to stuff religion down your throat. This is about relationship. And I mean, porn is about relationship. 
heavy porn, a lot of porn means a little bit of relationship. No porn means you get a lot of relationship in your life. And all of the relationship that you're trying to seek through the connection with pornography, you can get in real and holistic ways. And so the two are absolutely related in, in terms of just relationship. And the more relationship you can have in your life, that can fill the space that you want it to fill to replace the porn that's in your life. And part of the relationship that you have is not only physical and tangible with people in your world, but it's also that spirit, that soul part of who you are. Um, that is a space. And when you can fill that space with true relationship and relationship with a loving God, a God that's about hope and a future, you know, a God that, that, that wants the best for you, a God that, that sees the value and worth in who you are and, and knows you and still loves you, knows you and still loves you to know you and still love you is powerful. That's unconditional. We, God is not, we see God as so conditional uh, in our at least Americanized culture today, commonly, but that ain't that ain't it. That's that's that is not at all. He sees you as unconditional. So the so the two conversations are absolutely intertwined in terms of what in the world does freedom from porn have to do with with the Bible or with God? And it's about relationship. Jesus was all about relationship, man. I mean, he stood up to the religious powers, and that's what got him killed. And so, I mean, he was all about relationship. He walked with people. He dealt with people. He knelt with people. He washed people's feet. It was all about relationship. And when we focus on that relationship, then we are empowered to be free in all the ways that we want to be free. Yeah. You're worth having a good relationship with. Absolutely. You, you have to know that. You have to, you have to get to that place of, I am worth being loved. I am worth having someone in my life to share a life with. Is it going to be perfect? No. Is it going to be messy? Yes. And yet it's worth it. Listen to the episodes about pain. Are you worth the pain in your life? What if you just said, yes, yes, I am worth it because from that pain comes purpose and from that pain comes uh, knowledge of who you are and awareness of who you are as a, as a human being if pain is is used in that better way. I want to ask one last question here because I think this could be a real big barrier to someone's um, uh, believing in themselves at least. And the question is, um, did you, how do I word this question? It's bouncing around in my head. Um, are you worth the freedom that we're talking about? And that may be the question the guy is asking, my, asking himself. Am I worth freedom? Yeah, not only are you worth it, but so are the people around you. Your family's worth it. Your kids are worth it. Your your grandkids are worth it. You got to understand that you might be the one that they've been waiting for. You might be the one that you've been waiting for, but you are absolutely worth it. And if you weren't worth it, quite honestly, we wouldn't be doing this right now. We're doing this right now because you are worth it. When I say we, I'm talking about us two sitting here recording this podcast. You are worth it. You are worth all of the freedom that, that you should, that, that you could even achieve in your life, which is complete freedom. Um, I mean, you, you, you are unique and you are talented and you are gifted. You are a good person. You know, you're a good person. You're not a bad person. Sometimes good people might do bad things or things that they're not happy with it has nothing to do with who you are as your, as your, as your identity, who you are is different than what you do. And you, who you are deserves 
true and utmost freedom in the deepest, most powerful ways possible. And that's exactly what our purpose is in even doing this. Yeah. Once you have purpose, you'll see that, that especially if you realize there's a purpose, uh, that there's something bigger than yourself that helps drive purpose in a, in a very powerful way. I'm a huge fan of story. I'm a huge fan of the understanding of life being a story and a narrative because we can find worth and purpose in realizing that we are part of something bigger than ourselves. And I guess I'd kind of just want to leave us with a great quote that I've it's become one of my life favorites. And that is by Zig Ziglar. And he says, failure is an event, not a person. That's huge. You have to know that, that you, you are not a failure. You've made mistakes and done things that have failed as I have, as Kirk has, but you're not a failure. I'm not a failure and Kirk's not a failure. So people are not failures. Uh, you are worth discovering that you are better than the choices that you've made, even though the choices make you. Anything else you want to say on this, Kirk? Go be dope. Go be dope. Get some of that self-medication. Thanks for listening. If you want to get more, just go to the website, uh, kirkmsamuels.com, freeindeed36.com. It's all there. This is episode 19 of the Free Indeed Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Free Indeed Podcast. Visit freeindeed36.com for more resources with deeper information and upcoming events. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, men, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery.